This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast, episode number 155. I'm your host, Adam Bell, and joining me as always is my co-host, Peter Nicolaitis. How you doing, Peter? I figured I would just pantomime this whole episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going to finger... Pl- Dig pl- out the, the sock holy. puppets, <laughs> some hand <laughs> gestures. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be like car talk today. You wasted car talk? a perfectly good hour. Just no, no, actually, you wasted yet another perfectly good hour. <laughs> but I did. I, I, it's funny. I, I wrote down in my task a list this morning, a podcast, make it interesting. So that's what we're calling the podcast today. Make it interesting. So, oh, oh, how do we do that? <laughs> I don't know, but we've got a, we've got an uphill from here. Everything's got to get better. <laughs> okay. Well, let's start. I, um, I think today we will talk a little bit about uh, fitness as we are wants to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will talk a little bit about uh, the current state of COVID-19. Yeah. Um, we will talk about um, a technology gripe. Um, one little minor one. And uh whatever else happens to interweave itself into the topics as we go along. There you go. Perfect. Sounds good. All right. Why don't you kick us off with the uh, vaccine mandate for Co's over 100 people? Oh, wow. We're going right there right now, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Let's just like dive right in. Boom. Boom. All right. So the COVID mandate, well, and it's not a, official just to be clear it's not a law yet it's been proposed uh i don't see any reason why it will not but the the powers that be are saying that companies uh federal and private over 100 employees will be mandated to have covid19 vaccines now is this tennessee or is this united states the united states of america okay i have not I've not heard about this. I've been a little bit behind on my news, and I will tell you why when we get to our last topic on the current agenda. <laughs> or I can just bump it up a little bit. Yeah. So, there, of course, there's, there's a lot of uh, opposition to this, since half the country is crazy right now. And just well, it's, well, it's, that's partisan, you- it's partisan politics, which is BS. Right. So when you said, I don't see why it wouldn't happen, I was just like, uh, I, I, I do. The, the, the word is Republicans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I read a news article this week that was talking about um, how throughout history there have been vaccine mandates by the government. Pre-government, George Washington, we, we helped win our uh, independence by forcing his troops to get vaccinated so that they could survive mm-hmm. the winter and togetherness. Yep. <laughs> so yep. this is, this is not the thing. It, the, the thing is it shouldn't have to be mandated. We should be intelligent 
people. And, and I wrote this down. This is not, this wasn't something uh, news. I said, survival of the fittest is about having the best odds, which is why I personally have had my vaccine. I exercise, I eat well. I, uh, you know, I don't drink too much. I don't <laughs> do drugs. Uh, I do all these things to give me the best opportunity to have a long and happy life. Mm-hmm. Well, a disease comes along. What could increase my odds of ha- continuing to have a long and happy life? Well, the odds are these side effects, and I could die from a vaccine, but the numbers are really low. But really even low. better in the odds are if I do get sick, it will be minimized. I could still possibly die, but it's going to be minimized. <laughs> And it's going to get really low. (laughs) Yeah. But this is going to give me the best opportunity statistically for success. That's what I'm going to do. I mean, and you know, and that's what I don't understand as an intelligent person. You, any one of those anti-vaxxers, they are doing it. They're not doing it for intellectual reasons. So therefore they think that they're intelligent. If they think they're intelligent, do the logic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. That's the thing is that that strikes me as the Dunning Kruger effect, where you know the dumber someone is, the smarter they think they are. <laughs> it's pretty intense. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, you're doing it for the wrong reasons, there, folks. Yeah. It's just- so it's it's going to be mandated. There are going to be people that push back. I've gotten letter or I've gotten letters of from the uh, Nashville commerce or the um, not uh, the, the chamber of commerce, you know, wanting to know our opinions and how it's going to affect. Of course, it doesn't affect my company. I don't have a hundred people or more. Um, I, can't, I can't make them do it for litigious reasons. Um, and, you know, and I can't like shame people into it because they're being dumb. I can talk to them one-on-one and explain why I recommend that they do this, but if they end up not doing it, um, I, there's nothing I can do about it other than, you know, pray for them and tell them that I think you're making the wrong decision. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you, you, you know, that my main engagement is with a hospital, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We can't even get people to take the vaccine. And we are seeing people now resign in protest of the mandate that all employees, regardless of remote or on-site employment status, need to be vaccinated. And we're seeing all of the same, pardon me, uh, dear listener, you can, you can suffer through this. Adam, you might want to cover your ears. <laughs> Bullshit excuses to not get vaccinated. And, you know, I understand a lot of these people think that they are, they think they're doing the right thing and they think their, their um, reasons are legitimate and they are not. Mm-hmm. They're not based in fact. And that's the problem. They're based in essentially what amounts to they having been brainwashed. And you can tell that this is, you know, you know, you're on the right side of an argument when, you know, the, when you mention something like that, they say, well, no, no, you're the one who's been brainwashed. Like, okay. And 
you know, like I, I've done some research, you know, I looked at peer reviewed studies. I've looked at a lot of stuff that came out of like, oh, well, they're just on the take, you know, they are under the influence of the Illuminati. I'm like, okay, this is really cool that you can point to all sorts of unseen invisible hands behind the scenes that no one can actually see, right? No one can add, no one's actually, have you ever, I don't know, Adam, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Have you ever actually met an Illuminati? Uh, not that I'm aware. I, I mean, right. How would you, how would you know? Right. You know, they're all, they're always hiding. So I couldn't tell you if I, if I were one. Yeah. Th- maybe you maybe, are. Maybe, maybe you, I am. You, maybe you are a Illuminati. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, when I, when I hear stuff like that, I mean, it just, it makes me want to strangle people. Uh, the other thing is, okay, let's say that this were, a political debate and and you know what you could lose was minor i mean let's say that we were betting 20 bucks i mean mm-hmm. i if i'm right i win 20 bucks if i lose i you know the stakes are really low i lost 20 bucks you won 20 right. bucks we're yep. talking about people's lives yeah the yeah. stakes are really high Yes. Even, even if, even if it turns out you are right and survived, you will be alive (laughs) to tell me you're right. But if you're wrong, you'll die in a very fast, unpleasant way. Yep. And, and, you know, is it, is it worth that? Is it, is it really worth that? (laughs) Why take the chance? I just, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not worth. Uh, I, like I said, pick a pick another fight. I mean, th- pick something that's not that's a non-fatal fight. I mean, it's it's like saying if I stab you, <laughs> you stab me here, I'll live. I promise. Oh well, you didn't. <laughs> oh, oops, oops, oops. <laughs> You're right. Uh, yeah. I yeah, it's I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. I it just doesn't make any sense. And what I, I don't know. I mean, I, I do I to it to it. Actually, that's not true. I do. I do kind of get it, um, you know, I, uh, because of the research that I have done, you know, in the psychology of what goes on to, you know, to start to make these beliefs set in. And, you know, it, it preys upon like just known behaviors that we are hardwired to do. And when we see something interesting, we start to hear it. And when you, when you hear the same thing over and over again, you become indoctrinated to it. So you mm-hmm. start to believe what you hear. Yeah. And even, you know, like, like these, some really scary stuff was like, even people who were pro vaccine, like pro vaccine parents who say, no, I need to get my kids vaccinated. I'm all for that. Just after watching like one YouTube video would start that was like on conspiracy theories and anti-vax stuff would like, well, I have some questions, you know, and it's just like, all you have to do is like saying, it's like, gee, you don't look so good today. Are you feeling sick? And you're like, well, oh, I wasn't, but, but now that, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, now that you mention it, uh, I am feeling a little tired today. I'm like, oh, maybe you have COVID, you know? So, so stuff like that's a little, uh, you know, a little, little scary. Well, I might say, when I say a little scary, I mean a lot scary. <laughs> so. 
Well, and I'm almost at the point now. It's like, okay, well, let's just everybody demask then. And let's just go, go on to coughing on each other. I, I might get sick. I might, yep. but it's going to be way less for me than it is for you. And the people who refuse to get vaccinated, you'll just die off. And then this will be done. Um, I mean, it are, uh, yep. somebody was at, well, somebody is, that I know is currently in the hospital recovering from full blown COVID where, you know, on the ventilator and everything. And there are four and a half floors dedicated and full of people who are recovering from COVID right now. Mm-hmm. Wait, and this isn't, it's not a big hospital, but it's, I mean, I guess it's re it's, you know, it's not a Vanderbilt, but it's a, um, you know, localer version of HCA. Sure. Yeah, but, but but what percentage of that hospital is full is the question. Uh, four and a half floors is an awful lot of that hospital. Exactly. Right. Yeah. More than half, probably. You know? I don't know the answer to that. I would be speculating. But looking at the building, it's probably it's like an eight story building. So, yeah. Sounds well, like could, half. We, we, it sounds like half, right? So, I mean, we could look into it, and and of course, that whole that not the entire floor, not every floor of that hospital is going to be beds. Yeah. Right. So you know, we can speculate. Yes, we are speculating, and even even though when we say okay, we admit it, we're speculating. That still throws a little bit of dubiousness into our claims, right? <laughs> that's just the way it works. That's the way yeah. it works. So, you know, really we should look this up. I mean, it shouldn't be that hard. Look up the name of the hospital and find mm-hmm. out, you know, it's somewhere it says a number of beds in there. Um, you know, we do a little bit of research. But um, where I'm going with that, though, is that lots of hospitals are at capacity now because they are being full of people who, are, who have COVID. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Okay. Oh yeah. But the symptoms aren't that bad. So, so let me get this straight. You could get the shot and maybe not get sick in the first place, but you'd rather not get the shot and take the gamble that maybe you'll be hospitalized because things aren't so bad. That's like, why just, yeah. But the, the problem is no matter how much we talk about it, we're trying to reason with people who can't be reasoned with in this manner. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're interested in this, uh, highly recommend um, uh, uh, the works of Dr. Stephen Hassan, who has done a lot of research in cults and mm-hmm. brainwashing and stuff, which, um, you know, which contributes directly to these, this phenomenon that we're describing. Mm-hmm. So highly recommended. Um, so anyway... That was fun. <laughs> so, so why, why, why was I behind and not hearing about um, the initiatives to require companies to require vaccinations by law? Because uh, I was not getting my email because Gmail has really been sucking lately. Like, like their spam filter. And this is the personal Gmail, not a G Suite account, right? My spam filter on average now, the last several days I've looked uh, anywhere from 50 to 75% of the emails in my spam folder are legit and they are coming from senders, which I have been getting for a long time, like amazon.com. I did not just start buying from Amazon last week, Adam. I have been buying from Amazon for decades now. Not new. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, so like my all sides news notifications are not coming to me. 
all kinds of different things. Just, just, just not getting them. And I'm like, I, I, I don't understand. Where did they go? Why? I know why. why. Why? The Illuminati spam filter is making sure that you do not know about vaccines. They don't want you to know. <laughs> That's what it is. You, I think you hit the nail right on the head there. Yep. They don't want me to know. So uh, I touched on this, though. I, I uh, subscribe to allsides.com, which mm-hmm. gives a balanced um, uh, view of all kinds of different um, uh, news you know, topics. And they will say, you know, like, here's the view from the left. Here's the view from the center. Here's the view from the right. Mm-hmm. And every I think every quarter they go through a, a bias chart and they'll rate things like New York Times leans to the left. Left. Uh, CNN, slightly left. Uh, New York Times, edit, you know, editorial, very left. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wall Street Journal, a little bit right. Fox News, pretty right. Breitbart, extremely right. <laughs> you know, so um, and it's pretty good because they, they will distinguish between uh, things like, you know, uh, the editorials and the opinion pieces versus just the um uh, you know, actual publications and stuff, you know, so like the, the wall street journal has some, you know, some somewhat right-leaning stuff, but it's, you know, fairly center, but their opinion pieces tend to be right-leaning. Okay. Right. Whereas like us, I think, uh, I forget, I want to say USA today is fairly center in the middle. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they'll give you a nice, um, um, breakdown like here's a popular news item uh united states pulls out of afghanistan mm-hmm. and it's like from the right from the center from the left yeah. and they'll give you these three things and it's funny you see like you know like biden you know screws up big time coming from the right versus you know like our president is doing the right thing you know on the left mm-hmm. kind of thing so it's it's interesting just to see how you know views and how how news can be um portrayed from mm-hmm. multiple sides left and right yeah well in in the defense, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, a divorce attorney will say, well, there's his story, her story, then the truth, uh, you know, in, in those, all those major things I'm talking about pulling out of Afghan, Afghan, yep. Afghanistan, uh, yep. the, if you are looking at that story as a Taliban member, it looks a whole lot different than it does as a U.S. soldier who spent time in Afghanistan mm-hmm. uh, or the the widow of a soldier who spent yes. their time in Afghanistan or a politician yes. who sent them to Afghanistan. They, they're all different perspectives. <laughs> exactly. You know, and that's that's exactly it. You know, people have different perspectives and uh, it's interesting. You know, it's good to take these into account when you're you know, examining just, well, just about anything really. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've gone through this before too, with Gmail, this happened, I don't know if it was earlier this year or late last year where it was just like trigger happy, like everything was going, just going straight into junk mail. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is, I don't know what's going on. This is ridiculous. Yeah. So, so I have anyway. a, a, a semi business nifty since it kind of came around here is, I mean, talking about spam, you're talking about personal. This is, this is talking about business anti-spam. Mm-hmm. I have been using a product called Avanon, uh, which is managed by my sock, um, okay. Lockworks. And it does filtering on top of Google and it will do filtering on top of Microsoft. 
So okay. Microsoft and Google both have their own filtering systems and yep. they're okay. They're, they're adequate, but this catches all the other stuff. So what, <laughs> yeah. so what it does, it sits alongside their engine and then, uh, additionally makes more rules and changes to it uh, because we get a report every month or actually weekly of where Microsoft found spam and then the spam that they found on top of what Microsoft did because Microsoft has a different policy. They let the spam go to your inbox and when they find it, they pull it out of your inbox. (laughs) It doesn't get any more Microsoft than that. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, yeah, we'll deliver it all. And then uh, we will add some overhead and go around and retroactively yank it after your user has had a good old chance of, um, you know, uh, clicking on that malicious link first. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So so that's a pretty cool. I'm like, that's not our nifty, but I thought I mean, since it was brought up. That's a pretty cool business. Uh, spam filtering system. Um, it's kind of nifty. Yeah, kind of nifty. Kind of nifty. That's a kind of nifty. I like that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we'll introduce that. So so I'm feeling a little bit of 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 COVID hypocrisy. Okay, what uh, what does that mean? Well, as you know, I took a trip to Tennessee this past weekend to sort of <laughs> you know my first trip out of town in year. Well since 2019. Mm-hmm. So I was in airports. I was in a hotel. I was most importantly on two airplanes, which I don't know if you know this, not the greatest when it comes to circulating air. That's not around. what they tell you. They, That's they not tell, what they tell you. It's completely recycled within like 9.2 seconds. Re- recycled. Right. But that means it's the same air. (laughs) It's supposed to be scrubbed. There are ladies with brushes in the air and they are scrubbing the air. And but but we know that scrubbing things does not prevent the spread of COVID. Here's the problem. See, see, here's here's where so so anyway, what I was saying is I've been in a I was in I was in airplanes, but at the same time, I am resisting the a temptation to go to a movie theater. <laughs> and I'm like, now I feel like a hypocrite, you know, because I'm like, well, I won't go to a movie theater, but sure. I'll hop on an airplane. Mm. <laughs> now I like to think that people would be better and there'd be a little more stringent, um, you know, enforcement of mask policies, but when they're serving refreshments and snacks on the planes, everyone's taking their masks off. That's kind of like, what's the point? So, right. I mean, when I made a point, like whenever anyone else was eating or drinking, my mask was staying on mm-hmm. and I was, I was off the regular cycle, you know, so I was not doing it at the exact same times, but still mm-hmm. they could be breathing stuff into the air. Right. Also there was, they said, um, they said that I believe, uh, Logan was, uh, going to be performing, uh, like temperature scans beforehand, make sure you don't have a fever and stuff. Mm-hmm. They didn't, they just asked you, are you sick? Do you have a fever? Okay, go. Go. Yeah. So there was no additional checking and I'm like, ah, 
So, you know, I was toying with the idea last week of renting a theater, doing a private theater rental with 19 of my closest friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all who would have to attest to me, you know, show me your vaccination card. You know, I've been vaxxed. Right. Um, And then, um, you know, we would all just it'd be like 20 of us having the entire movie theater. And then we can sit as far apart from each other as we want to and, you know, feel relatively safe about that. Well, I, I, I didn't get more than like three people said that's that they would go in on it with me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that means that we're basically spending like a hundred bucks a piece for the tickets. And <laughs> as much as I want to see the latest Marvel, you know, thing in movies, in the theaters, I don't think I'm ready to spend a hundred bucks on it. You know? Yeah. Well, we so, went, yeah. I told you we saw Jungle Cruise in the theater. I mean, yeah. And I mean, we went the opening weekend. And Mm -hmm. we were not next to anybody. I mean, there weren't people in Mm -hmm. front of us. I mean, everybody spread out. The theater was spread out. And um, I mean, but do you think that's that's because what was was the theater enforcing that or was it just not that many people? It just there just weren't that many people going to the theater. Right. Well, Um, that makes me wonder. Let me let me let me let me divert for a moment. Open up my good old AMC theaters app. Mm-hmm. and look at reserved seating yeah because uh, i do have a weekend coming up because we uh, let's say and i don't know i mean i don't know if they were designating spaces in between the seats because we we got to pick our seats and right uh, we reserved them and sat there and there the seats are big we had lots of space around us um you know i might have felt differently if it was packed to the gills yeah but it wasn't i mean it was just <laughs> Yeah. So I'm looking at a theater for right now for tomorrow night. Um, like the entire first three, four, five, the entire first six rows are open right now. Mm-hmm. Um, in row six, we have like two outer seating seats, like uh, outside. Those are all booked. So the first ones to go apparently were people taking the outer edges where there's just two chairs and then a row separating them from the rest of everybody else. Mm-hmm. This, I don't know. If I'll, but yeah. Yeah. You can see, you can see on the outside, you know, uh, yeah. like here, those are the ones that were taken. And then in oddly enough in the dead center, <laughs> my favorite is row three right here. That's my yeah. favorite of these things. So uh, I don't know. That's tomorrow night at eight fifteen. I mean, if this looks like that tomorrow night at eight fifteen, I'd probably go. Yeah. Well, we decided, I mean, we decided in 2020 uh, before we we had the vaccine that we were going to we're going to mask up. We're going to do everything we possibly can to to not get it. But we weren't going to we weren't going to stop living our lives. I mean, we're going to go ahead and just do everything. You know, so I mean, that's kind of what we are now, even with the vaccine. It's like, well, I don't really want to get sick, uh, so I am going to mask up. But uh, we're not going to stop doing what we've got to do now. Yeah, well, but that's the thing is like, you know, what what you have to do and what you want to do. You know, that's the the difference. Yeah, but there's a so this weekend we're going to the UT football game. Mm. And now it is outside. It's outside. And I told Elizabeth, I said, well, are we going to wear masks? I mean, She's like, well, looking on TV, nobody's wearing their masks. I'm like, I don't know. I might wear my mask while in the 
in the stadium because that's a lot of people. I mean, I don't even like people that people coughing on me and everything just regular. <laughs> when right, well, I mean, when I went to a couple of Red Sox games the last couple of months, I wore my mask. You know, people looked at me funny sometimes. They're like, why are you wearing your mask? I'm like, do you, you really have to ask? Yeah. You know, I'm like, seriously? Yeah. yeah. So maybe they were trying to, I mean, they may have been trying to ask, like, you know, aren't you vaccinated? Maybe that's oh. what they were trying to say. But, yeah. you know, yeah, I don't know. So anyway, like I said, feeling like a little bit of a hypocrite, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, brother. All right. So, yeah. Survival of the fittest. Speaking of fittest running updates. Okay. I've been doing, uh, let's see. So when I was the, the day I was on the plane, let me just double check here. I'm, um, most days now I would say not, not necessarily my mean, but my median average, uh, I'm doing a 10 K every day now. Nice. Yes. So, um, the day that I flew out of town, I ran a 5 K in the morning and then because I had checked in the day before on my app, on my phone, uh, I found myself in the wrong wing of the terminal in the wrong concourse. So I got an indoor 0.32 mile run to catch my flight. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that was fun. And then the day um, um, Monday when I was, you know, just in town, banging around, I walked a lot, but I did not run. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, but as soon as I got home, um, I, you know, got home, landed, came home, had a little bit of a headache, um, ate just a little bit of like, uh, I, you know, drank a little bit of like electrolytes and some banana just to give a little bit of sugar and stuff. Cause I have, I don't know about you. Like every time I fly, I get like a jet laggy type headache kind of thing. You know, like yeah. it feels like a low grade fever and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so I went out and I ran it off. Mm -hmm. And it worked, you know, by the time I got home, I felt like flushed from a run, but it had helped clear the, the, the gunk and the symptoms. So I felt a lot better after that. Um, but yeah, so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and today I've done 10 Ks every day since and Sunday, well, Sunday was the day I flew and the day Saturday before that, uh, my running buddy and I did 17 miles, which is another personal record. Nice. What's hard about that is um, I'm now trying to control my heart rate. So I'm, de I'm doing um, You just tell your heart, slow down, slow down. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's, it's really hard. Um, I mean, like I'm, I'm trying to, um, you know, to, to do aerobic training. So staying out of the sugar burn lactic threshold area and mm -hmm. in the aerobic fat burn area. And, um, that has slowed me down a lot. Yeah. Like I need to go a lot slower than I normally do. And that's, kind of a bummer because I was like, you know, I wasn't getting faster all the time, but man, those runs, when I go fast, like, Oh, that felt great. You know, that mm -hmm. was really cool. I want to do that again. And now it's more like, yeah, I didn't, um, you know, like that's, that's not accomplishing it. So what I'm trying to do is by staying in the heart rate conditioning zone, the aerobic zone. And for me, 
on paper, that's supposed to be 131 beats per minute. Mm -hmm. You, you generally start to push your performance. So if you stay in that zone, you should just naturally be able to get better at it. Okay. But, but it's hard when, you know, like I'm been working on my breath. I've been working on my steps, step count. I'm working on keeping my foot from, um, supinating, you know, trying to keep my right foot pronating to work on my footfalls properly Mm -hmm. and all these things. And now I also have to keep my heart rate down. So I'm looking at my watch more and, um, it's a little disappointing, you know, but it's like, it's like to do the work. It's like saying, you know, you want to go to the gym and I know I can bench press 250. You know, I can Mm -hmm. just, just let me do it. Just like, I understand. But really, if you want to get good, you have to, you have to do a hundred pounds and don't, and don't, and don't go above that for like months. Have fun. (laughs) But, but when I did 250, I felt amazing. And my chest was all puffed up and my biceps were amazing. It was great. And it was big. And something like, yeah, I understand. That's not going to get you where you want to be. (laughs) Why? Of course I'm not a runner and I don't even pretend to be one on TV. Uh, But, but I would think, so let's say that your heart rate was 130 uh, was, was your ideal not to go over that. It seemed like to get better, you'd want to be at like 132, 133 to, to help get your, get that level up higher, not, not do like 140 because 140 be way over or like, even if it was just for periods, like, okay, for this period of my run, I should be at 133 and then I'll back down into the 130. I don't know. Just like I said, that's just logic to me of you got to push a little bit past to get your threshold up over but I'm not a runner. So I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't, I can't, can't advise on running. Yeah. And, and it's hard. What, what really, what, um, what, uh, was disappointing to me was like yesterday, the last couple of days I've been doing it and it's felt really easy Mm -hmm. today. There were more moderate Hills in my run and it was hotter and really sunny. So -hmm. I had to slow down even more so. Yeah. And I kept looking down thinking I didn't feel like I was working that hard, but, you know, look down and still like, ah, oh, <laughs> you know, oh man, I got to slow down again, you know, cause my beats were like 140 beats per minute. And like, oh. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's a mindset though. It's like, okay, so now doing the work, you know, like this is now I'm, I'm, I've sort of embraced what they say. Like, you know, yeah, if you want to get faster, you have to practice slow. I'm like, really, really? That's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. thing. So that's what I'm doing now. Slowing down. Yeah. Like I I would trust them more than me. I suppose. I should make a new a new fitness program. I call it yin running. Yin running. (laughs) Well, speaking of yin, I've needed some yin in my life uh this week, even more so than normal. Okay. The uh how so? so? Well, so I sent you pictures of my concrete. Um, yes. And so, you know, I've always had, um, well, I've had some bad lifting habits that I developed at an early age. Um, and I was using too much back. So that just means my lower back muscles get strained if I don't pay attention to how I lift. So whenever I do a lot of concrete work or any sort of heavy lifting, I wear a belt uh, because I, to, just to keep my back straight and, and, you know, keep everything healthy. Well, what it did is it kept my back straight, but it made me move my hips in different ways 
for an extended period of time, which mm-hmm. then turned around and strained my back anyway. Mm-hmm. So I should have just not worn the belt and I should have just been conscious of my back the whole time and my lifting because I would have had my hips moving as well as my back moving because my hips weren't moving. So then my workouts, I was like, I can't even work out. And, you know, my, my coach was like, yeah, don't do, I just, I was like, I'm going to get on the bike. And cause I felt pretty good on the bike because it, I sit there and my arms are moving, you know, and my legs are moving. He's like, dude, you need to do your stretches that you do. And mm-hmm. so I spent the next 30 minutes just doing my yin yoga, hip expanding exercises. Mm-hmm. And I walked out of there like a new man. isn't it amazing amazing what just a little bit of care and maintenance can accomplish for the body (laughs) (laughs) oh oh before i forget too as part of my running stuff too i'm i'm going back on to uh effectively pretty much effectively like the slow carb diet okay i still have some carby things that i bought within the last couple of weeks that i'm sort of like eating out of the cabinet you know if they don't if they won't last until saturday Mm -hmm. but um you know ratcheting things down and pretty much my intention is after um after a long run which would Mm -hmm. be like tomorrow for me you know in the, the week then that'll be cheat day yeah so donuts pasta french fries have at it anything yeah. there um because i figure at this time you know like i've got a little bit of leeway um you know if you're looking at the weight loss but now i'm looking at performance mm-hmm. and so i'm really trying to cut down on the sugars and you know instead cranking up the healthy carbs um but more importantly the fats mm-hmm. so i'm eating a ton of fat <laughs> so like <laughs> lunch i i made myself um I have a low carb wrap that I, I got, had to eat cause they were, you know, just going to pass date. But, um, but I made myself, um, you know, like half a cup of egg whites, uh, uh, a hot Italian sausage, three ounces of London broil, um, some pasta sauce, ate all that. And then uh, just before we started recording ate 10 almonds and a tablespoon of uh, crunchy peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I look at that, like normally if I was to eat all that much, my face would be breaking out like a teenager. Um, but I have to assume that I'm actually burning it off. So it doesn't have a chance to get into my skin. So, you know, I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool. So, so yeah. So I'm paying attention to diet too, to see. So um, seems to be working. It's funny that you mentioned that. So we yeah. started a 75 day challenge at CrossFit. We're doing that Ooh. hard 75. Well, I'm doing obviously oh, a, a modified version uh, okay. because I can't, I can't just go from where, where I am today to where they want. It's, it's like the new year's, you know, you can't, you can't just say, I want, you know, I'm a 200 and, 29 pound man today. I'm like, well, I want to be 200 pounds by the end of January. Well, that's a dumb plan. (laughs) That's a dumb plan. I'm not saying it's impossible. You could do it, (laughs) but it's going to hurt. Yeah. And you're going to pick it all right back up. I mean, it's, it's not going to be an overall health thing. So what I did is I set my scale of like, I want to improve over these 75 days. I don't, Mm -hmm. I, I can't be day one where I want to end up. So what I need to do is I need to steadily scale into 
the full, by the end of the 75 days, I have then been doing this. So it's based on hydration, sleep, stress management, physical activity, nutrition quality, and nutrition quantity. So the hydration, they're aiming for seven, well, the really extreme people are aiming for 100% hydration, you know, how many ounces of water per how many pounds of weight that you have. So for me, I was, you know, I do, I drink a lot of water, but if I were to try to drink 225 ounces of water, I would do nothing but pee all day long. <laughs> so, so, but I, 225 ounces. So what I had to figure out was like, like, okay, let's get a reality check of how much water am I actually drinking now? Is that like eight liters? I, yeah, I don't, I don't know the math on that, but yeah, it's a lot. Uh, so I, I figured out, you know, I can on just a regular day, not even thinking about it, you know, I drink two liters of water before I'm done at the gym and then I'll drink another two liters of water throughout the day, just as part of my regular routine. Cause I, I, I've gotten that guilt, the workout guilt of like, uh -huh. oh, okay, I had two cups of coffee. I need four cups of water at least to counteract that. <laughs> That, that coffee that I've had. So I've kind of yep. got that built in. So I'm aiming right now this week to make sure that I always have 120 ounces of water moving up to the 75%. Uh, sleep, yeah. the, their, their target sleep is seven to eight hours. I can't do it. I mean, I just mm -hmm. can't sleep that long. Yep. Uh, uh, so my average right now is five hours and 40 minutes. So yep. I'm going to aim to get that to seven. That's that, that will be hard for me. Uh, if yep. I can get my target six and a half, <laughs> you know, and it's the thing too, is I these days firmly believe not everybody needs eight hours of sleep. You know, I think maybe most people do, maybe some people do, but I'm convinced that not everybody does. Yeah. Uh, you know, some days I feel like I need more. Some days I wake up after six hours and I feel great. Mm -hmm. So it really depends. What I notice though, is I still wrestle with late onset insomnia. I'll sleep for like three or four hours and then just be wide awake. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've heard some people have said like, well, you shouldn't try to do anything because then you're training your body. Like, well, I'm supposed to be up at this time. I think my body's already been pretty well trained. It thinks it's supposed to be up at this time. So maybe now I'm like, why should I fight it? Maybe that's when I should be sitting up and meditating or listening to an audio book or something. I, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, so, so it's funny. We've talked about stimulants before. So five hour energy, what I, I, I was doing that concrete and I knew I was going to be working all day. So I can't drink a, I mean, that little shot of five hour energy it affects me for 48 hours. Um, I, yes, <laughs> I have felt that before. I had a, um, I had one, well, it's been years since I had one of those, mm -hmm. but I remember driving down once to uh, see my, uh, my, my girlfriend when, uh, before I moved down here to Boston, I was coming down to see her and I had like half of one in the afternoon Mm -hmm. As I was driving by, I stayed up and stared at the ceiling all night. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay. Remember, this stuff is not for beginners. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, and, and you're, I mean, so I, I have zero insomnia. 
Uh, I can yeah. sleep, but what happens is I don't sleep well. I mean, mm. my eyes are closed, my head's off, but my body, my body rolls and turns and, and I'll wake up and my Fitbit says I slept, but I'm exhausted. Uh, mm -hmm. So, so just like you, I had a half, a half of one. Cause I've, I figured out if I'm going to do a lot of physical labor, I'll do mm -hmm. that. I'll do a half of one, but I know that I've got 48 hours of, I'm very attentive. I'm very energized. I won't get good sleep. And then I will crash on day mm -hmm. three. And that's mm -hmm. exactly what happened. I worked on those steps and felt good, felt good. Lots of energy, lots of focus. And then on day three, I crashed and just, I mean, couldn't get enough sleep. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's not a good yeah, cycle. <laughs> chemicals have effects on the body, Adam. Yeah. That's the takeaway from this, you know? <laughs> so I'm avoiding that as much as possible other than extreme things. Um, so, all right. Then the next thing was stress management, 30 minutes per day, per week. I do that. I mean, that's not a, I, I mean, do that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's your, what's your method? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I read. Um, so I read um, a nonfiction and do a daily devotional. I don't meditate like you do, but I'm journaling and reading my Bible and um, listening to a devotional and reading a nonfiction. I, I thought you were going to say, uh, you know, I read like the headlines, which are really calming and soothing and <laughs> relaxing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, not that. Okay. No, right. not that. <laughs> then the physical activity, you know, their suggestion is five day workouts plus two um, plus 30 minutes of activity. So I, we walk every night after dinner. Yep. So yep. I do my five days of workout and every night, well, every night of the week, I mean, every night of every day we walk after dinner unless mm -hmm. weather dictates otherwise. Right. So, and then the nutrition, man, they were extreme on the nutrition that that's a bit diff. I, I said that that would be the hardest uh, adjustment for me as mm -hmm. getting my protein levels to where it needs to be. That's not so hard for me because I like, I, I like to eat protein. So mm -hmm. I mean, whether it's a supplement or whether it's chicken or turkey or whatever, you know, I, I don't mind eating protein. That's not a hard thing for me to increase. Sometimes it, uh, you know, I've got to make sure that I get enough because it seems like it's hard to get a full protein diet that has actual, like really good protein. You know, like, Oh, I ate a hot dog. Oh, good. You got two grams of protein. What? <laughs> <laughs> you got to look at the ingredients list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So paying attention to that. One of them is eliminating sugar completely, including alcohol. And I said, well, um, I'm going to do my best to reduce my sugar in count or my sugar intake, but I like peanut butter. Peanut butter has sugar in it. Uh, well, <laughs> so natural, just plain old peanuts. Mm -hmm. Like there is some sugar in peanuts. A peanut has some sugar in it. Mm -hmm. um, but like, if you look at the difference between like conventional peanut butter off the shelf, that may have like three, four, maybe even five grams of sugar. But yeah. if it's just nuts, a similar serving will probably have more like two grams of sugar. Yeah. So it I'm, does have some sugar. Yeah. So, so I'm going to avoid the, you know, donuts and the cupcakes and the, you know, the, the, high, the things that you know, you're like, obviously, this has sugar in it. Uh, some of the things that have complex sugars in it, I'm, you know, fruit, 
you know, I'll eat the fructose and, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to eat fruit. Uh, but they also talk about eliminating dairy. I said, you know what? I'm not going to eliminate dairy. I don't overdo dairy. Um, I want a bowl of ice cream on Saturday and I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to eat it all the rest of the week, but I'm going to have a Saturday bowl of ice cream. (laughs) See, that's where the slow carb diet is great because one cheat day per week is built in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, eat a bowl, eat a gallon of ice cream on your cheat day. If you want, Mm -hmm. go for it. You know? Yeah. So, and and I said, I, and I have coffee, I have coffee and I put creamer in my coffee. I'm going to enjoy my, what one ounce of whatever, you know, (laughs) creamer that I put in my coffee. So I put, I use heavy cream in mine and yeah, because there's like, there's no sugar and it's all fat. Okay. Right. So I recommend that if you look, I don't know if you said creamer or like coffee mate kind of stuff or what. Oh yeah, I use hazelnut coffee mate. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, and that's got sugar in it too. Yeah, there, it's right? got sugar and dairy. yeah. But I I'm not drinking it from the jug. I mean, <laughs> how much are you putting in? <laughs> uh, a dollop. Because <laughs> mm. I used to watch my dad. You know, like when he would put milk in his coffee and stuff. It would be like a quarter cup. I'm not exaggerating. Oh yeah, no, it's you not. Know? That and of course. Of course, if you go to Dunkin' Donuts, I mean, most of around here, it's like, it's mostly milk, yeah. <laughs> you know, with some coffee on the side. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but it's like, eh, okay, whatever. Um, yeah. But I have down to, depending on the day, when I make myself an AeroPress cup of coffee, it's usually um, either one or two teaspoons. So five to 10 milliliters of heavy cream. Mm-hmm. And that's about uh, 36 calories. Um, but again, it's, it's mostly fat and there's no sugar in that. So that's why I'm like, yeah, whatever, get away with that. Um, but other than that, you know, when you talk about dairy, that's when I, I generally, I'm pretty good at avoiding that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am allowing myself some hard cheeses mm-hmm. as part of, of my current diet. It's technically not slow carb. Um, but again, there's a lot of fat in there and, you know, not a lot in the way of sugar. So most of the milky part has gotten, you know, taken off into other milk products and mm-hmm. you're left back with like the salt and the fat and stuff, which is not your enemy. Yeah. So, so my creamer, I end up putting about a tablespoon, not a teaspoon, a tablespoon of hazelnut creamer and mm-hmm. then a tablespoon of half and half. Cause I can't, it's, it's way too sweet. If I put two tablespoons of, mm-hmm. of creamer in there. Have you thought of just trying half a tablespoon of creamer to see what happens? Oh, I could try it. <laughs> <laughs> I experimented with mine. Well, so one day, and this was like 15 years ago, I forget it's on my blog. Um, I just stopped adding sugar to things. So mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to put anything in my coffee or in my tea essentially. And, you know, like if I was eating cereal, I'm not going to put any sugar on it. Or if I'm eating strawberries, yeah. I'm not going to put sugar on them. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling a, <laughs> a friend of mine who is so freaking ADHD, it's not funny. I was telling him about the diet and like, you know, you don't eat any fruits. You don't eat anything white, right? Other than like some cream or cauliflower. There's no starches. There's no grains. He's like, yeah, but if you're not eating sugar, what do you put on your blueberries? 
it's like, what part of no fruit did you not understand? You know? And so, so, um, so that's been a long time where I generally, you know, you know, again, some days like on a Saturday, I may make an exception. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if I get back from a, um, um, uh, from, a uh, the yeah, trip to Vermont and I've just bought some maple syrup, maybe I'll have a little bit in my coffee for a couple of days, you know, so that's mm-hmm. a little bit of a cheat thing. It's blatantly yeah. cheating. Yeah. Um, but I don't generally put sugar in things. Maybe if I'm cooking and a recipe calls for it, right? But I don't like grab a plate of or bowl of or cup of something and then add sugar to it. Yeah. Um, I almost never do that. I mean, yeah. I, I like my raisin bran. I like to eat raisin bran, but it's already got sugar on the raisins. Right. But you can get it without. You can, yeah. you know, you can make your own. You can get unsweetened cereal and unsweetened raisins because mm-hmm. I got news for you. The, sugar, the, the raisins have sugar in them also. Mm-hmm. You don't need to put even more sugar on them, yeah. you know? So there's a lot that, you know, uh, there's a lot of, um, uh, a lot of sugar in everything, you know, mm-hmm. by default now. So you have to actually work to get it out of things. Yeah. So. But what I did is I just started to taper back uh, and I went back from like uh, a full, um, you know, like an ounce of, of cream or half and half in my coffee. And I just started tapering back to like a tablespoon. And then I moved over to heavy cream and then, you know, more like a, a couple of teaspoons. And, you know, generally I can, you know, if I make myself a good cup of coffee, one teaspoon of cream, it's just great. Mm-hmm. So it's a process though. You have to work on it. And the trick is you have to actually measure it out Yeah, because it's real easy to just like, Oh yeah, it's just a teaspoon. Yeah. How come it's white? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, Why does that coffee off white or beige? Maybe that's beige. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's helped discourage me from eating different things that I would eat. Like, well, if I've got to figure it out, and add this to my log, I'd forget it. I just won't eat it. <laughs> so, but I, I've been using lose it to, to keep track okay. of my macronutrients, how much, and of course you can't, you can't 100% take that to be truth. Sometimes you got to look up some things on your own. What I really oh, like absolutely. is when I can scan a barcode. I like that too, but I have found often when people will, you know, sometimes barcodes overlap mm-hmm. and they may not be a hundred, they're not a hundred percent unique. So there's barcode collisions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people, the first person who scanned a barcode entered the wrong information. Yep. <laughs> so I've been using my fit pal for that uh instead of lose it and um i have logged into my fitness pal now for 2745 days all right in a in a a streak yeah (laughs) wow 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 um so uh uh, and i did look at lose it i've looked at a few others i'm always looking for like what's better than my fitness pal Mm -hmm. and you know like i want something where the watch app is a little better every now and then there's just like i just wish i had this feature or that feature and stuff but i'm like I don't want to break that streak. Yeah. You know, so until I, if I was to, to switch to something else, I would have to do it in a little, um, you know, like I'd have to overlap at a time, you know, sort of keep two sets of books until I was mm-hmm. sure I wanted to do that. So anyway, the, <sighs> the one part though, that they were 
let's see what was it was the uncompromising i was like oh i just can't even do that it was oh well having yeah i guess that was it but there it seemed like there was something else i was like yeah that won't that won't work (laughs) oh i know there are a lot what was it it was uh it was 75. What was it? Oh, eating nothing that comes packaged. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, that was the other one. And I was like, yep. Sorry, that one's not going to work for me because I just, it's too inconvenient. I'm not going to make this in, you know, because like in the morning, I eat a granola bar before I go to the gym. I'm not going to make a granola bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what you could do is you could make a bowl of oatmeal uh out of some fresh oats and some nuts and some raisins mm-hmm. yeah you know it's work it's yeah. it's work right mm-hmm. so somehow for hundreds of thousands of years people did it though <laughs> sort of like running without running shoes <laughs> yeah somehow they did that so. Uh, <sighs> so all right have we covered everything uh well we had we had one well had one item left and i guess we've got just a few minutes and that'll be fine on that one we'll run a little long today than our normal yeah. podcast it was uh a news article added to my newsletter this month how to succeed in life eight hours per week which really falls under um lots of things that we've you know we've talked about before so it's an it's an article written by darren hardy okay. and he talks about Every morning, and this was part of my regular meditation. He's saying, spend an hour a day every day and twice on Sunday is one, you know, 30 minutes, read a nonfiction book, something that's going to help you in your life, your business, whatever, read, read a nonfiction book and, you know, educate yourself or get inspired or do something. <clears throat> and then the second half hour is plan your day, figure out the tasks that you need to do that day and, and plan it out. And, you know, it's, it's really simple. And, you know, I've been doing it now for two weeks and it has made my, um, my days a lot less stressful. Now there's still things that come in, mm-hmm. but, that aren't part of my day and I have to, I have to fit them in. Uh, but going ahead and looking at my calendar and planning out my day, thir- just 30 minutes of, you know, and it, it's all of my life, not just my work day, but you know, like I've got to do this after work. I'm planning on doing that, putting it in my task list, being flexible to move things around if I have to, but these are the things I have to get checked off today and I have to do. And that's worked out a lot better for me. <laughs> I mean, plan. Yeah. <laughs> Have a plan. Have a plan. Mm-hmm. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So that was, that was my, and then of course I had my, the nifty is the uh, Cisco's open DNS home. You've used that before, haven't you? Yeah. Just point your DNS to, 208.67.220.220 and go. Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> it is, it is that simple and it isn't exactly that simple if you want to have more control. 
So right. you can you can go out and it's free for home users and it's uh, you know we use it in our business at the paid for uh, version. But as a home user, you can go to your router and you enter the DNS like Peter said, and you also create an account with Cisco. And then you can you can have it report your IP address or you can install a client on your computer that will report yep. your IP address there. And then you yep. can set up rules for your family. So, you know, the you know, you don't just it, sometimes the DNS doesn't work. So I live in a house with three other women. Well, I can't block bathing suits and things like that. Well, if I had sons you know, I might want to block the bathing suits, but since I have daughters, you know, they're looking at the bathing suits and they want, you know, things like that. So yeah. by creating that account, I can, uh, I can open some things up or I can tighten some things down. I can add yep. specific websites. I don't want people to go through or, you yep. know, no YouTube for you. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah. It's essentially, it's giving you a free home-based content filter and yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, it's, that's essentially the same tool that I use for a large client of mine. Um, but they have the commercial version. Yeah. And, uh, just this morning I was working on that. In fact, I could, I could call up the policy right now and take a look at stuff like that. So, <laughs> so most of my you know work doesn't revolve around content filtering as much as the, security side of things, mm -hmm. you know, blocking things like uh, adult themes and adware and stuff that just like, you know, you just have no business doing that. But where, where I've been working and where it's actually turning to be harder is trying to um, uh, do so on a granular level. So it's very mm -hmm. easy just to say no swimwear done. Yeah. But what about, you know, what if you have a department that is in charge of purchasing swimwear for such and such? Yeah. They need to be able to do that, right? Yeah. Um, but the whole identity and access management component is where, you know, it's been a real challenge trying to mm -hmm. identify all of the people, you know, can we, who are these people? Is there a group that already defines them? Is that group all inclusive? Is it comprehensive? Great. We will grant this group access to this sort of, you know, website, mm -hmm. but you got to do that really right from the get go. Otherwise you just end up with a mess. Yeah. So, you know, at, at, for a small business, for a home, it's really easy. You know, you could say Adam is allowed to download software updates, but no one else can download software full stop. Mm -hmm. You're not going to download viruses that way. Good job. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, in an organization with say 20, 30,000 users, it's not as easy to identify who does and does not need these permissions. Mm -hmm. So that's a chore. Yeah. Mm. Well, and, and you, you said this, but it wasn't as clear, but the uh, preventing users from getting to known sites that have malware. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a, and again, yeah, that's a security setting, right? Mm -hmm. So the, what, that's one thing I do like about the umbrella product. I'm not sure about the home version, the, uh, but the corporate version does not just categories of like content categories, but also security categories. Mm -hmm. So it will say like, this is a phishing site. Okay. Under no circumstances should we be allowing people accessing a phishing site. Okay. What? I guess what? He, well, one example, someone on my team, uh, on a controlled sandbox environment, trying to do analysis of this phishing site. 
Mm-hmm. then I could see wanting to pull that down. But we have third-party tools to do that. You know, there are things out there anyone can use like any.run or URL scan or whatnot to, you know, have them pull down a copy in their sandbox environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, that's, that's what you want to do for that. But uh, you generally don't want to just be like, oh, I'm a security guy. So it's okay if I go to a bad website. Yeah, yeah. no. It's like saying I'm a doctor, therefore I can't get COVID unless I'm, you know, <laughs> even if I'm not vaccinated. Hmm. Great. Yeah. 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 I had an interesting case where I had a behavioral health company and they had to often look up deviant behavior and how, you know, to medical things is like, oh, well, I don't see any way to. <laughs> I've got to open that up for you. I don't know how any other way to isolate that. I mean, because otherwise, yeah. otherwise we had to whitelist every single URL that they needed to go to for research. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. The doctor gets some unlimited. There you, know, you go. Oh, I mean, <laughs> that's the thing is like, you know, you, you might be surprised, but in healthcare, there are a lot of websites that are classified as nudity, which are appropriate for business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes they show up as like lingerie. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's swimwear, right? Yeah. So you, you got to, you know, know these things. So, mm-hmm. But generally, you know, tasteless terrorism, weapons, web spam, illegal activities, illegal downloads, hacking sites, probably not needed. Probably yeah. not needed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So drugs might be needed, right? <laughs> yeah. Illegal drugs. Maybe not, but, you know, we could actually could have OR people looking for interactions and things like that. So Mm -hmm. could be needed, you know, in a healthcare institution. If you're, you know, your typical little dot com or a real estate office, probably not. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. They told me they took a highball. What the heck is that? What's that? ER's got to look that up. (laughs) (sighs) I think a highball. All right. Anyway, I don't know. Apparently, I'm not I'm not good at my drug. Uh, speedball, yeah. highball, oddball, eightball. I, I don't. Yeah, whatever. I think highball is a drink, uh, but I don't highball know what that is, is either. Type of glass. I know that much. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. I think I think we're about ready to put a bow on this one. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right. Well, listener, if you would like to get hold of us, you can give us uh, your feedback, which we really do love, love to get. Uh, that can be delivered to us at blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you want to find Adam, he is at sublimecomp.com and also sublimecomp on Twitter. If you want to find me, I'm at Nicolaitis on Twitter or nicolaitis.com. And from there, You've got links to my yoga practice, my security practice, uh, other podcasts that I'm on, et cetera, et cetera, and other mindless rants. So uh, on that note, unless there's anything else, Adam, I think it's time to push the big red button. Big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us. 